even in in tragedy there can be beauty and even in despair there can be hope Welcome to Raw the Podcast with Amy and Grecian, where we talk real and raw with mamas who have had to fight and be fierce, who have been thrown curveballs and faced adversity. We discuss everything from premature birth and NICU life, special needs and infant loss, to those everyday mum life struggles we all feel. Nothing is off topic. We hope that by opening up and being vulnerable, we can break down the walls and start to remove some of the shame and stigma associated with these traumatic experiences while helping other mamas feel less alone. I'm Amy, special needs and medical mama to Premi boys James and Jack. I'm the founder of my own small business and support network, Miracle Mama, where I advocate fiercely for the infertility, Premi and special needs community. And I'm Grecian, mama of four girls, including two full-termers, Adeline and Macy, and a set of Premi twins, Hannah and Riley, born at 25 weeks. I'm an IVF warrior and am passionate about sharing the unfiltered ups and downs of motherhood. We don't share your average mama stories, and this isn't your average podcast. Raw is unrefined and breaks through the bullshit of navigating guilt, grief, and trauma. I mean, let's be honest, we've been through more shit than some could even imagine, so at this point we don't really have a filter. But with this being said, please note we do talk about sensitive topics in our episodes, which we know can be distressing. We give this warning simply to empower you, our audience, with the knowledge you need to make healthy decisions about how and if you should consume this podcast content. Please take care of yourselves and don't hesitate to ask for help if you need it. And lastly, let us assure you that it's not all bad and sad. It's a place to have real and raw conversations. Ask those questions that may be playing on your mind. And above all, we hope to shine a light on the life-changing perspective and appreciation that only these experiences can give you. We share the overwhelming joys and triumphs that our little miracles bring to our lives. And we discuss the inspiration and hope we have gained from this community. While our experiences are individually unique, we are forever a part of something truly special, a community of fierce mama bears and their cubs navigating the storm, and together we'll roar. Welcome back, Roarers. Hi, Amy. <laughs> Straight away. It's like as soon as you started talking. <laughs> On cue. On cue. He just knows. He knows. He. I was gonna say he knows my voice, but he doesn't. He's actually got just um, walked himself to bed. It's like, oh, mum started the podcast. <laughs> <sighs> Hi, Grecian. Hi. Happy Wednesday. <laughs> Happy Wednesday. That feels very, very strange to say. I know. But it means we're dropping an extra special bonus episode for you all. Yes, I feel a little bit sneaky. We've really just plonked this one in here last minute, um, but it's so exciting and for a very special cause and we're just going to get straight into it. So our very special guest today is the legend that is, drumroll please, <laughs> Sophie Smith from Running for Premature Babies. You may have heard of her. She's pretty iconic in our world. Um, so there's obviously many reasons we wanted to get Sophie on the pod. Not only does she have a story to tell and is one of the most amazing and inspiring humans on the planet, but we also wanted to help her promote the charity's upcoming virtual event, the Premi Marathon Challenge, which takes place in November. We've already touched on this in previous episodes, but it's now only a week away from kicking off and it's fittingly alongside Prematurity Awareness Month. Definitely. It's such a special cause. And as you'll soon hear, the impact of this event is 
almost beyond comprehension and it is literally life changing and it obviously hits home for so many of us but gosh where do we start with Sophie Mm. she is bloody one remarkable woman like a mum to five boys author of the book Sophie's Boys and a founder the founder I should say of the Australian registered charity Running for Premature Babies, which so far has raised a massive $5 million for life-saving neonatal equipment and research to give premature babies a better chance of survival and better quality of life. She is Wonder Woman. She's been recognised in her local community Mm -hmm. and beyond with a number of awards, including the Medal of the Order of Australia, OAM, in 2022, the Bondi Junction Westfield Local Hero in 2020, 2019 New South Wales Local Hero and has received Australia Day Community Service Awards and Australia Day Commendations. We really want to let Sophie tell her story in her own way. Um, It's a story of tragedy, gratitude, inspiration and hope. But we do want to start by saying that this episode contains content that may cause distress. We discussed the loss of Sophie's prematurely born triplets as well as the loss of her husband to brain cancer. Please take care of yourselves and switch us off if the content is triggering. This episode is recorded in memory of Sophie's late husband, Ash, and their babies, Henry, Jasper, and Evan. All right, let's get into it. This week's podcast episode is sponsored by Marsupi, brought to you by Marsupi Australia. If you are a fan of baby wearing, then this carrier is for you. The Marsupi is the most comfortable and easy to use baby carrier you will ever own. Marsupi baby carriers combine the snugness of a wrap with the ease and support of a structured carrier, minus those fiddly buckles. So you and your baby are safe and supported no matter where you go. Marsupi is loved for the simplicity, security and comfort. Fasten with Velcro, Marsupi is no fuss and easy to use. You can set up and go in under one minute. Marsupi also has mini Marsupi carriers for older brothers and sisters. They are super cute doll carriers that they can carry around their teddy or baby doll and be just like mum and dad. I know our three girls absolutely love these. I personally have two Marsupis as I love them so much and have used them ever since the twins were little. Now I get to snuggle with Macy in the Marsupi too. No buckles, no class, no fuss. They have kindly given our listeners a massive 20% off code RAW, R-A-W-R, all in capital letters. Check them out on Instagram now over at Marsupi Australia. Welcome, Sophie, my beautiful friend. We are so happy and honoured to have you here. We know it's a very busy time of the year for you. Thank you. It's such an honour to be on. Thanks for having me. I can't wait. I'm excited. Thank you. Well, I love to tell my story. Yeah, you're yeah, and you speak so beautifully too. So, let's get into it and start where it all began. Um we'd love to hear the story of your darling triplet boys, Henry, Jasper, and Evan. Thank you. Well, it's uh, it's perfect timing really because yesterday was Jasper's 16th anniversary of his passing. Aww. And so, it's the end of a a, a quite a drawn out sort of series of anniversaries and birthdays yeah um, so yeah. It, it, yeah a hard time of year but um oh. so my story began back in 2006 I was newly married to Ash and we were absolutely beyond excited and and um surprised and thrilled to find out we were pregnant 
with mm-hmm. three babies and we were expecting triplets mm-hmm. and um both of us just thought that we had been blessed and that we were the luckiest people in the world and we could not wait to bring on this you know chaotic life that we mm-hmm. were hurtling towards of being <laughs> parents of triplets um mm-hmm. and everything went pretty smoothly um until I was 21 weeks into my pregnancy and suddenly I was at the supermarket and felt this weird wetness and didn't really think too much, didn't panic, went, continued mm. shopping, went home and then as I was arriving home suddenly there was a gush and um, I took myself to the hospital and there they tested the fluid and they confirmed that this was amniotic fluid and my waters had broken and they said... Uh, you will go into labor within 24 hours at 21 weeks into your pregnancy. Wow. There's nothing we can do. It's too early for medical intervention. And so all three of your babies will die. And um, yeah, mm-hmm. suddenly life just shot onto this. I just could not believe that this was happening. It was such a, you know, I, I had throughout our pregnancy, of course, we had been warned you're carrying mm-hmm. triplets, you're, mm-hmm. you know, it's a high risk of premature birth. And I, but, but I never, even though I had read about other people, um, well, I'd really, I, I'd, I hadn't read so much about other people having babies that early, but I knew that, that triplets would come early, but I had no mm. idea that this was going to happen to me. And I remember when I was mm. pregnant, about probably about 16 weeks pregnant, and Ash had um, found this magazine called The Triplet Connection. And it was a magazine in America for triplet families. And he hadn't, he was so excited to find this magazine. He hadn't told me about it. And he had, as a surprise, subscribed to it. And the first edition arrived in the Mm. post when I was about 16 weeks pregnant. And I was so excited. Mm. And I remember opening up the magazine and pouring over all these beautiful stories and looking at these Mm. lovely photos of all these sets of triplets and their families and you know it was so lovely and then suddenly I got to this page and it was in in memory of and um and it was a page remembering babies who'd passed away and you know I read a story about somebody who'd lost one triplet and I wept for this poor family and then there was another story and that story was a story of a woman who had lost all three of her triplets and I remember Mm. sitting there and crying and weeping for this poor lady in America who'd lost all three of her triplets and thinking how did that woman survive mm-hmm. um, but even yeah. when I read that I never thought about it that it could happen to me I never thought that I was going mm. to be that person it yeah. didn't even scare me funnily enough strangely mm. enough it didn't even make me think oh I hope that doesn't happen to me that was just somebody mm. else's story that was so utterly tragic and um mm-hmm. so uh yeah we were um you know, blissfully, blissfully unaware of what was ahead and uh, loving every minute of, of our pregnancy until this moment. Mm. Um, and then uh, I was told I'd go, I was going to labour and, you know, that was that was it, but that didn't happen. <laughs> so from there, um, I was was put on to uh, the antenatal ward uh, because nothing, you know, happened immediately. And they said, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to antenatal ward and, and you're probably going to labor, labor within 24 hours. But then 24 hours passed and, you know, at one stage they thought I might be going to labor and then it seems, you know, stop. And we, um, I was begging the doctors to do something, anything to stop my labor. And they anything. said at this stage, there's nothing they can do. And um, mm-hmm. actually it was five days later 
when finally I was in proper labor and um, we gave birth to our first beautiful little baby, Henry, at 21 weeks and five days. He was alive when he was born and he, uh, I laid him on my chest and he lived for one hour. And that hour, I have to say, was the most beautiful and precious and and special hour that we had, Ash and I and Henry together. And it was actually Ash who um, so amazingly, um, at Henry's birth, I was very, very distressed. And then Ash put Henry on my chest and said to me, he's alive and we have to give him the very best life. And so mm. I'm so was so grateful of Ash to, to think about that in that moment and he said mm. we can grieve later let's just give him a good life and so we did Aww. and he um he was on my chest I felt his even his tiny little hand held onto my finger and I felt his heart beating against my own and we spent the hour telling him how much we loved him and how precious he was to us and how we would um, never forget him and um one hour later he passed away and so um mm. Looking back, I actually feel that um, Henry knew only love and he spent his whole life yes. in my arms. Yep. And that gives me great comfort. What a beautiful, mm. yeah. Yeah, this one's going to be an emotional one. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And after yep. that, um, uh, I, my, my labour actually amazingly didn't continue and... Um, so I was put back on the antenatal ward. But at that stage, there was three weeks before our babies would be viable because we were told we had to make mm. it to 24 weeks. And yeah. so yeah. Um, it was just a waiting game. And uh, nobody really thought that we would make it that far because obviously, you know, it's, it's very unusual for triplets or tw you know, multiples to be born so far apart. And um, yeah. amazingly, with every day that passed, our hopes grew and we were very comfortable in the antenatal ward. I was on complete bed rest and we made it to 24 weeks. Um, wow. And then at mm. 24 weeks on the dot, my waters broke again. And all I could oh. think on that day was how lucky we were because um, if I, you know, my waters, they had been very strict about the fact that we had to make it to 24 weeks before intervention was given. And so I knew mm. that now if my babies were born today at 24 weeks, they had a 50% chance of survival. And when you've come from yeah. being told you have yeah. a no chance yeah. to having a 50% chance, those are really pretty good odds. And so um, we, uh, our boys actually weren't born until three days after that, uh, 24 weeks and three days. Um, and mm -hmm. Evan and Jasper were born. They, they, they were healthy for their gestation. Uh, they were good, good sizes. And um, they were taken to the neonatal intensive care unit and um, the team worked around the clock to try to save their lives. And we, um, we had a really good first few days. Uh, our boys mm. both, um, we were told, you know, the first few days were critical and the first few days went yeah. by without a hitch. Um, mm. And so we believed that we would be taking two of our babies home. Mm. Um, but sadly, yeah. uh, that didn't happen and Evan um, became ill at about day seven and eventually uh, it was day 10 that his um, he suffered a brain hemorrhage of severe brain hemorrhage and um, on the 10th day was the first time I actually was able to hold Evan um, and he we took him out of his immediate crib and he passed away in my arms 
So that was a very, you know, obviously extremely um, difficult and um, heartbreaking. And to think like you've probably, like you said, you thought that you'd got to viability and that the chances were, were better and good. And We just clung to hope, you know. Mm. Yeah, every bit of hope. And I'm so glad that we did have that hope because we, um, you know, we, we really believed in those 10 days. Oh, I, I thought mm. that we were over the worst of it. And then um, poor little Evan, it all just became mm. too much. And then um, we, uh, Jasper was actually doing really well at that stage and continued to do, to do well. And um, we hadn't um, organised a funeral for Henry by this stage because I wanted, I knew that if my babies didn't survive, I wanted them to be buried together. And so mm. um, after Evan died, we then... I was, Jasper was doing so well. And so I thought it was time to um, arrange a funeral for Evan and Henry. And um, just 100% believed that Jasper was going to be our little survivor. Mm. Um, and he did, he, he, he had, um, he had a really good few weeks and um, we got to, you know, share some really amazing memories um he was taking my my expressed milk um through you know drop by drop and um we got to take him out of his crib for a cuddle on a very small handful of times Um, but it was his lungs that kept letting him down and um yeah eventually his lungs started to collapse and uh over this 58 days you know there were many stressful times of being called into the hospital in the middle of the night um we got very used to those mm-hmm. middle of the night phone calls and having to just dash back in because there was yeah. some awful you know bump in the road and we would go in and yeah. they'd say oh you know we don't know if he's going to survive the night and then by the morning everything was fine again and it was that roller coaster you know mm-hmm. and um each time he seemed to um, amaze his doctors and fight on and each time we nearly lost him and then he was okay, and and I would think that these would be long, soon be long distant memories, and um, mm. one day, you know, he'd be home, and I'd be able to tell him these stories. But mm. um, then one day, his lungs collapsed again when he was fifty eight days old. Um, by that stage, he was quite a big boy. He doubled his birth weight, mm. um, and yeah. uh, but his lungs collapsed, and then nothing more could be done for him. And once again. Uh, well, I'm very happy that we were there at the hospital and we took him out of his crib and held him for his last um, last hour of life. Oh. So he died 82 days after Henry. Yeah, again, had that hope. and We did. That, you know, especially at 58 days old. Yeah, thinking that, again, you were over the worst of I it. remember asking the doctors and saying, "Is he's a 32-weeker now, isn't he? Yeah. And, um, yeah. and saying, does that mean that he's now a 32-weeker, not a 24-weeker? So yeah. can we start yeah. thinking of him as a 32-weeker? And 32-weekers do really well, don't they? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I remember one day saying that he had lots of tro- trouble with his lungs and he never really came off the ventilator. He came off for a couple of days and had to go back on again. And I remember saying one day to the doctor, when he was about 50 days old, probably, saying, um, will will he, you know, obviously he's got to come off the ventilator at some stage, mm. you know, will he come off the ventilator? And um, and the doctor sort of looking quite grave. And I said, what will happen if he never comes off the ventilator? 
really asking this question, want, wanting to the, doc, the doctor to say, well, of course he's going to come off the ventilator. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. You know, yeah. That's what I want. I, I asked yeah, because I knew that's yeah. the answer I wanted. Yeah. And he just looked very grave and sort of shook his mm. head and said, well, that will be a big problem. And I was like, oh, God, I didn't want that oh, to be the answer. Yeah, you didn't want but another answer. time, I remember saying, the doctor saying something about when he goes home, you know, there's a chance you might, you know, when some of the babies go home, they have to go home with oxygen. And all I could think was when he said the word, when he goes home, and mm. you know, I'd cling to that thing. Yeah, he's going well, you home. Do. He's definitely yeah. coming. Yeah, you do. You cling to yeah. those um, words, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, and I'm so again. I'm. I'm I don't regret that. I never regret the hope that we held for our boys. Um, no. And um, I love to think back to the hope that I had. And and even now, I I love looking through. We have. Um, I have a little box with their things, and I have a, a big pile of condolence cards, which is you know beautiful. That people, and I was so grateful for all, every one of those cards. I have a very small pile, very small pile of cards of congratulations. congratulations. And those were the cards that we received at the birth of Evan and Jasper. Mm. And we received about five cards at their birth congratulating us. And one of those people, I remember after Jasper died, coming up to me and saying, I'm so sorry that I sent you that card. Um, and I said, no, mm. please. Like that is, even to this day, I love those cards because they are proof of, you know, Evan and Jasper's, mm. they, they were here and they were it here. Was, yep. they, you know, we had hope for them and, and they were here yep. and I love those cards of congratulations. And, and I, and I love to think back to, um, it's really difficult, but it also amongst those 58 days, we had so many beautiful moments and I wouldn't never want to, um, uh, you know, I would go back and relive that all over again Mm. um because so we got to know you know yeah. I yeah. I I'm so grateful I had 58 days with Jasper and in that time we got to know him in a way that we weren't able to get to know Henry and Evan um mm. and, I, and I'm so grateful for that and of course you know of course we wish that it hadn't only been 58 days but yeah that's was, one thing that's you know, always stuck out in my mind speaking to you is you've always said that you're so grateful for the time you did have and I think that's such a beautiful way to look at it and I think that's just part of who you are obviously with what you've what you've done and what you've created in their memory it's one thing that's always stood out to me and I think it stands out to a lot of people yeah I mean it's not to diminish it's I don't believe you know when people say oh you know uh, maybe they were meant to come to teach you I don't know a lesson and then they did all they did and they left I don't believe any of that I don't feel mm. any of that that doesn't help me I don't think that mm. they were meant to die they weren't meant to die but but tragically they did. And mm. so that's, you know, I, I'm, and they are my children as much as my living children, Owen and Harvey. And, yeah. you know, um, I, they have the same place in my heart, uh, mm. even though they were here for a very short time. Absolutely. Sorry, Sorry, I yeah. need a minute. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sorry, I know it's, no. it's hard. And I know it's hard when you have, such a similar experience of going through and I'm sure your journey would have had been a roller coaster and you know you would have spent you know much time hoping that that wasn't going to be your story you know and I know that the, the fear and I remember the other mums in the unit and you know I felt really bad having to that they witnessed the horror mm, that sorry. we were experiencing 
And so they, selfless. Um, you're so you know, I know, and it's the so fear for their own babies. <laughs> you're not helping. You're not helping. <laughs> and it's really hard. And I know that I know that your listeners will find it really hard to you know uh, to listen to. But oh, you Sophie, know. you're just beautiful. And do you know what, Sophie? Like um, I've heard just your. Yeah, I've heard your story so many times and we've talked in person like you know, we ran a marathon talking about your story. We and ran a marathon. It still hits me every time I hear oh. it. Like it still just gives me goosebumps. Thank you. So you and your late husband Ash, who we will talk about later in the episode, founded the Running for Premature Babies Foundation in 2007 in memory of your boys. What sparked this idea and how did this evolve? Yeah, it's crazy, really, (laughs) how it all began. So um, it was really not very long after Jasper died and we came home from hospital and, um, you know, life for everyone else just went on and and I was Mm -hmm. at home. I was on maternity leave. I had no, um, you know, I was in this deafeningly quiet house um, Mm -hmm. and Ash was back at work. And it was actually Ash who was trying to help me through, you know, this very difficult time. And he suggested one day that we run an upcoming half marathon and try and raise a bit of money for the hospital that cared for our boys, the Royal Hospital for Women in Sydney. Because when we were in hospital, we realised that a lot of the equipment that was keeping our babies alive was was donated equipment. Yes. And so he said, let's run a half marathon, let's try and raise some money for the hospital. You know, what do you think? And mm. I thought this was an absolutely brilliant idea. Mm. Were you guys runners already? Uh, not really. We did run for fun. Like we'd go. Yeah. We, we used to do the city to surf together every year. Yeah. Um, but we hadn't run, you know, that distance proper races yeah. or anything. Yeah. And um, and yeah, and uh, uh, as well at the same time, I think that Ash was amazing, and he. W- I don't think I would have got through those days and weeks and months without him, without his support and. Obviously, he you know he was absolutely grieving too, and mm. um, but he was uh, able to help support me by holding me close, letting me cry, and mm. and talking about our babies mm. every day. We would talk about them, and yep. every night before we went to sleep, he would kiss me and he would say their names, oh. and um, and we talked about how even though they were gone, we were still their parents. And that I felt like I had a job to do to ensure that their lives mattered. And I wanted to do something to ensure that their lives mattered. And I would spend, anyway, I I would spend hours when he was at work, I was just sort of, I didn't, I don't know what I was looking for, but I would be sort of online Mm. searching, just searching for something. Searching for that purpose. um, Yeah. Searching for that purpose. I found actually an online support group for people who'd lost multiples that was uh, that was helpful and anyway ash came home from work one day and said how about it you know what do you think about this and i i thought this was a really really good idea and then i said to him i found out that a humidity crib cost twenty thousand dollars this is one of the basic humidity cribs that back then cost twenty thousand yeah. dollars so i said let's raise twenty thousand dollars um for the hospital and let's run a half marathon mm-hmm. and then it sort of went Amazing. well we we can't raise twenty thousand dollars on our own so let's get our friends to run so mm. i rang up all my friends none of them were runners and said hey will you run a half marathon for Henry Jasper and Evan? And they all said, uh, yeah, sure, I guess. <laughs> and then um, I thought, well, maybe there'll be other people that would like to run with us. And so I remember Ash came home from work one day and I was there making flyers 
and I was all I think it was probably the first time that he'd kind of seen me feel you know really like upbeat and kind of you know excited and I said I've made these flyers I'm going to take them around I'm going to drop them in cafes I'm going to drop them at you know local gyms and things and the Mm. flyer said um it was initially called running for a humidity crib so I'd written Mm. running for a humidity crib told the briefly told the story of my boys I'd like to raise the money for a humidity crib would you like to help me and I put it around the neighborhood and um, it was before the days of Facebook and I mean it was Facebook probably existed but I didn't have a Facebook page or anything and um, so anyway I dropped all these flies off and um, Ash was slightly worried because he thought that I was going to be extremely disappointed if no one called me Mm. and he was like well Mm. Bubs he's called me Bubsies he said well Bubsies you know um, beautiful we've got our friends doing it there's 20 of us already like you know I don't know these people don't know us you know they don't know our story I think it's a bit much you know to ask he was protecting people you. to join yeah and I yeah. he was trying to protect me from a kind of yeah. you know a crash and yeah and I promised him look I won't be upset yeah. if no one calls I just want to try so I put all these flyers out and literally within sort of half an hour of dropping the flyers my phone rang and it was this young woman Haley, and she rang and she said I've just picked up your flyer and she said, 10 years ago, when I was only 17, I gave birth to premature twins called Olivia mm. and Maisie, and they passed away at their birth. Oh and she gosh. said, it's their 10th anniversary coming up, oh, and I've wow. always wanted to do something yeah. for them, but yeah. I never knew what to do. And I've just picked up your flyer. And she said, would you mind if I came along and did it, but do it? But Olivia and Maisie. And I couldn't believe that there was somebody else in my community that... Um, that yeah. also, you know, had this experience and that she was now wanting to do this for Olivia Amazing. And I've never forgotten Olivia Amazing. I'm, mm. I'm still in touch with Hayley today. Wow. She's back in the UK now. And um, anyway, so Hayley joined up and then other people started joining up. Mm. Mo- mostly people who didn't have a connection to prematurity at all. Yeah. They were just people who'd read the story and thought this sounds great and it was a great cause and they wanted to run a half marathon and and so I started organizing a few training sessions and we used to meet every week on a Wednesday and run in Centennial Park and then um, I thought oh I can get some team shirts printed so I went and found somebody to give us some team shirts we so anyway, we ended up with 98 people on the team oh my gosh wow, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah so on race day oh, I couldn't believe 98 people we actually ended up raising $80,000 so we were able to provide four human groups for the hospital But one of the runners on the team um, had sent their fundraising page out. It was very basic in those days. I think our fundraising page, I don't think we even had our own fundraising pages. I just sort of set one thing up and said, any donations, chuck them in here. And one of the people on the team who I didn't know, and I still don't know who that person was, had sent their email out to their friends. And one of their friends happened to be Yolanda Powell, who is the owner of Running Bear, the store. And Yolanda had actually been in hospital when when we were in hospital. I had a little girl. Um, who was born early and so Yolanda had been one of those poor mums in the hospital who you know been witnessing what was going on at the other end of the unit and we hadn't really connected or anything in in the hospital but when she saw the story she said to her friend oh gosh I was in hospital with with that family and so she reached out to me and said you know I'm from Running Bear and I was in hospital same time as you is there anything we can do and they have from then uh, provided all of our shirts, wow. uh, all of our flyers, they've been amazing supporters. I had no idea that that's how you connected with them. Right, yeah, I had yes. No idea about that and the, and yeah. there were so many that's amazing. I, I went down to a local medal shop. In fact, I've got it here. Hang on a sec. I went down, 
I went down to a local um, trophy shop and um, and said oh I, I wanted to buy a trophy and I explained <laughs> to the trophy man and so he gave me these two. I had to have two of them and they're oh. the trophy that we, we've handed around every oh, year wow. to the fastest runner in the in the half oh, marathon that so we did. Special. And so um, I've got it on here from the very beginning. You know, there's yeah. 2007. Jim O'Brien ran the half marathon in 86 minutes and 10 seconds. Oh, wow. So, and we've got every year written on here. Oh, that's so um, good. So, um, and, and it was just so, it was just so heartwarming the way yeah, everyone people wanted to help. Board. And yeah. I think that really, um, yeah. that really sort of gave, gave me a renewed sense of purpose. Yeah. And yes. also allowed me to talk about my boys yes. and yeah. gave me permission. Yeah. Uh, because it's very difficult when your babies die because it's, People, find, people are uncomfortable with talking yeah. about baby loss. Yeah. And so, um, you know, this was was a, a way for me to be able to talk about it mm. and talk about what we were doing yeah. as a response. So we had 98 people on the team. Um, it was so exciting and we ran. And then um, as soon as we finished that first race, we knew, you know, everybody was saying, so, you know, when should we start training for next year? Mm-hmm. So then we were like, okay, great, let's do it again. Yeah. And then the following year, we did it all over again, but this time I was eight months pregnant with our little fourth baby, Owen. And I was standing, yeah. I wasn't running. I was on the finish line cheering our team over the finish line. So yeah. we had another hundred or so runners that year. And Incredible. then it just yeah. went from there. And wow. And um, initially this was what we would do. Um, Cause I was working as a primary school teacher and um, then I was just in my spare time sort of putting the team together and, mm. And running every May, we would put the team into the half marathon. And the team gradually got bigger and bigger. Well, we, we got up to about 250 on the team um, by 2015. Um, but by yeah. that stage, so we'd had, we had Owen and then I you know, had Harvey. And then 2016, yeah, that's the next stage of the story, really. Yeah. Yep. So when did you actually, you know, turn it into running for premature babies? Like the charity and give it a name well was that just a natural progression (laughs) yeah we were running for a humidity crib for the first couple of years and then by that stage we had um the the, we had updated the humidity cribs in the unit because they were quite old and they needed updating and then of course I, I was asking the hospital, you know, what do you need? And they needed um ventilators was the next thing they needed some new ventilators and in fact they needed they were better ventilators yeah with uh you know more cutting edge more state-of-the-art ventilators which were um which do help you know babies like jasper and i mean there's some amazing stories like there's a little girl who's now 11 called amy and she her mum uh, joined the team when amy was little because amy's now 11 so um amy was born at 26 weeks and she uh was struggling at about two weeks old was very not doing well at all with her lungs and the ventilator available wasn't really you know Mm. gentle enough on her lungs and wasn't able to help her and then a a ventilator had just arrived that was a running for premature babies ventilator Mm. and it was a new style high frequency ventilator and amy's mum carol tells the story and says that literally if that ventilator hadn't been there yep. yeah. for Amy. And Amy was the first baby to use that ventilator. It was literally coming out of the box as they were, you know, looking at the instructions and plugging it in. Um, and oh uh, uh, Carol says, Amy, yeah. without that ventilator, 
would not have would not have pulled through and amy today runs with us um, um so we started providing ventilators and that's when we we came up with the name running for premature babies yeah. and um that was probably you know a couple of years later so then we were running for premature babies but we were still a a, a fundraising group that uh provided um donated to the royal hospital for women and mm-hmm. then ash and i would talk about had spoken about you know we'd got bigger we, we were having you know more people involved we'd raised a lot of money for the royal hospital for women um and we were thinking about how could we uh increase the impact of running for premature babies in order to help give premature babies beyond the Royal Hospital for Women, a better mm-hmm. chance of survival, knowing mm-hmm. that there's many hospitals around the country, knowing that 26,000 babies are born prematurely in Australia every year, that hospitals you know, are in great need of equipment yeah. and um, often have, out, well, can have older equipment because it's very mm-hmm. expensive to update. But technology, of course, is advancing at such a great rate yeah. that new equipment is, is um, you know, is, it, it gives these babies an even better chance. So mm-hmm. we decided, well, we talked about uh, becoming a charity but then ash became sick so um yeah that was you know put on the side really yeah i remember talking to you about this when we were running a marathon um and it just shattered shattered my heart hearing you share your memories of that time especially with your boys and explaining how ash deteriorated and yeah the conversations you had with your children when they were so young yeah so let's Let's move on to that and talk about how you managed to survive this heartache on top of what you'd already sort of experienced. Yeah, so when um, Owen was born, 2008, uh, full term and healthy and, oh, wow, what a gift his Mm. arrival was for us. And while, of course, we continued to grieve and still do grieve the loss of Henry Jasper and Evan, Owen brought this new joy into our lives and... um, and uh yeah it was just very very beautiful and oh having a baby that I could hold when I wanted to not when somebody Mm. you know I didn't ever have to be told that's enough now put Mm. it back and so um we we had Owen was was a, a healthy baby and um his first six months were just heaven and um mm. I loved every minute of of this time as did ash and then when owen was six months old ash started having terrible headaches um he was only 35 years old he was very fit he was an extremely good runner much much better runner than me um never smoked didn't drink very much super healthy and out of the blue he uh was diagnosed with a, a very aggressive form of brain cancer and um initially told that um with uh treatment with surgery and chemo he'd probably only live one more year um Mm. and we knew straight away that first of all we wanted to have another child and so we went straight into IVF for um to have another baby um obviously I wanted to you know get this done quickly because I wanted Ash to live to see the birth of his next child Mm. ash had a different you know idea and basically said that's the last i'm going to hear about that and i'm going to be around for a lot longer and he was he amazingly actually lived for seven years and Mm. um in that time he became um you know he 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 recovered from a major brain surgery and chemo and radiation on, on his brain and we had another four years or so um really really good years and then his cancer returned and he had a difficult last couple of years 
Um, but mm. he passed away in February 2016, just before our 10th race and the 10th birthday of Henry mm. Jasper and Evan. Um, so, yeah, that was uh, obviously not what <laughs> we had <laughs> planned. But Ash was amazing and he faced his illness with such courage. He, you know, helped me so much in... Um, yeah. It sounds like such an incredible man. Yeah. Making the most of making the most of today rather than worrying about tomorrow. And mm. I'm so glad we did because we had a really, really amazing few years. Mm. And we um when even when Ash wasn't was was sick through his um actually it was when his cancer came back, uh I heard some I must have read something somewhere about a grat about gratitude and that gratitude helps helps you in these terrible situations so we had a little mm. gratitude journal and every day at the end of the day I'd say to ask Ash to tell me three things that gave him joy today mm. and then I would tell him three things that gave me joy today and I've got this beautiful little book oh, um, how beautiful. and it's it's those and, and what was really lovely about those things is it might have been a day when you know he'd had chemo and he'd been really not feeling well at all and things were tough but then he would tell me these three things that would bring him joy and it might be um seeing owen smiling in the supermarket or holding yeah. your hand when we walked on the beach oh, or they were always really you know yeah. those small things the insignificant things that are the yeah. beautiful things and you know it's the little things that were uh, precious so um it was a very special time and of course we knew that one day um you know this brain cancer would, was going to catch up with him we just mm -hmm. hoped that it would be um you know it would be in many many years but in the end mm -hmm. it got him and how old were the boys then uh Harvey had just turned five and Owen was seven yeah and really they lived you know that their, their brain cancer was part of their lives Ash was with us he didn't spend much time in hospital and he was you know he he died at home and um yeah we looked after him together as a family and um you know we we did have some some help with palliative care but um i think that seeing ash every day and you know they were just little um children are amazingly resilient they they they, they had he'd had times when he'd been very sick when he'd had brain surgery and yeah. they knew he was very very yeah. sick but then he'd get better again mm. and they used to it was quite sweet actually because he used to play a game with them uh, when they were little where he would throw them onto the bed and they'd bounce on the bed it's like a rough and tumble game yeah. but they mm. also knew that um if daddy was sick he was not strong enough to throw them on the bed so they would sort of gauge his health as as to can mm. daddy throw us on the bed Aww. and you know, is daddy strong enough to throw us on the bed yet <laughs> yeah. and then yeah. um I remember one day, um, I, I, it's funny with children, you have to sort of, you know, they don't understand sort of innuendo because I remember saying, to, trying to tell Owen that Ash was going to die. And I said, daddy's not going to get better. Because he kept saying, when's daddy going to be better? When's he going to be able to throw us on the bed? And this was as he was in his mm -hmm. final decline. And I said, darling, he's not going to get better. Daddy's not going to get better. Um, but Owen just looked at me and he said, what? So he's going mm. to be sick forever? Mm. And then um, and then one day I remember him saying, I remember him saying, um, when Ash was really not well at all, he said, Mum, would you rather be sick forever 
or would you rather be dead? And it was the first time that I think Owen had kind of realised that there was that option. And um, in the end, um, you know, they were, I mean, they were were devastated. But as in Ash's decline, he, he couldn't, do very much towards the end but he likes to love to color in and Owen and Harvey mm. used to love to color in so they used to spend hours sitting together mm. coloring in and they'd yeah, play games special. on the iPad and oh, oh, Ash used to love to play games on the iPad with them so they had lots of really special times special and, moments to hold and, on to um, special mm. moments so um yeah. you know after Ash passed away they um, I mean they were amazing really resilient of course they're very sad but yeah yeah but after he died it was it was just before our 10th year and he and I had had this plan that in our third year we wanted to achieve three things we wanted to um double the size of our half marathon team and at back that stage that we were only running every year in the half marathon we wanted to take a team to New York and run the New York marathon and we wanted to establish running for premature babies as an Australian charity and so um After Ash died, I knew that I wanted to do those three things. And so we did. We had 500 people on the team in May. We took a team to New York, which was amazing. And I ran my first marathon. And we set up Running for Premature Babies as an Australian charity with a vision for a better chance of survival and quality of life for premature babies. And um, you're incredible. And that was, uh, you know, that was, again, that really helped me through that time after Ash died because it gave me something to focus on. And I had, Mm. you know, it was a lot of work to set it all up and um, I had to train for that first marathon. And again, running really helped me. Running helped me back in the beginning after losing yeah. the uh, triplets. And yeah. again, running helped me after Ash died and I had, you know, I had to just pound the pavements yes. and it was sort of my, yeah. get my mental health yeah. on track. Yeah. And um, that's when we started to expand and we started to do other events and we had, you know, we started, we Ended a team into the Brisbane Half Marathon, the Gold Coast Marathon Festival. Um, And then I got an amazing board of directors together. Amazing people came along and helped me, volunteered. Uh, We know we have trainers volunteering and training our runners. Um, People, you know, it's amazing. It's just such a community, such a a team effort, absolutely team effort. And then the team just grew. And now we've we've raised over $5 million. We've provided over a hundred pieces of equipment that have uh, directly benefited around 8,000 babies. And I mean, but it's only because of people like you, Amy, I mean, you know, the premier marathon challenge in 2020. So COVID came along and of course shut down all the races. And, and then we came up with this idea, the premier marathon challenge. And in our very first year, I, um, that's when I connected with it. You'd been, been, we've been following each other, I think on social media and, um, And then you said, oh, I'll do that, yeah. and raised 70,000? 70, 70,000, 70, I reckon. Yeah, 70 in the end. 70,000. Yeah. But then you say, thanks to people like me, and I say, well, thanks to people like my my team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The team, well, absolutely. And then all of your team yeah. came along, and then all of, all of the team, you had all of those generous supporters, and it's yeah. just amazing. You know, thousands of people who have... Yeah. Um, the amazing community and there's a community of you know parents of prematurely born children who've survived and there's also the community a community of, of parents of prematurely born babies who have passed away mm. and yeah. um and then you know friends and families of, of all of these people so it's been yeah. a really amazing journey and um you know connecting with, with so many people and, and all of these people have helped me to heal you know even yeah. um multiples you know in the beginning i i I didn't 
I find it really hard to to deal with multiple you know other people's yeah. multiples yeah. because of losing my own and then you know I was I've, I've been forced you know I've, I've I talk to people all the time you know and I love to talk to people about their children and, and their mm. um, survival stories yeah. and I love to know that you know that equipment is advancing and that our equipment that we've provided has directly benefited little babies like Amy who's now 11 years old yeah and I think you know people people wrap their arms around like when there's a story like yours behind it I think that that's such a beautiful driving force and motivator you know you've lived through such tragedy and you've channeled your grief into something so purposeful and brought such hope and inspiration out of such tragedy and people warm to that and warm to people like you Sophie you're just a ray of sunshine and I think you're just an angel on earth and thank um, you yeah yeah it's 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 (laughs) easy to it is easy to sign up to something like this when there's someone like you behind it you're just incredible well it's so well thank you it's and it's you know and it like I say it's not I'm just the, the the I started it, but it's, you're not there's just so the, many others. And now, <laughs> yeah. you're Wonder Woman. No, we, no, but n- no, not at all. It's because of all these I people that help. And so this year, we've now got um, a CEO, Gary Treneman, who's just yeah. come on board as, as a CEO. This week, um, Cassie has just joined us, marketing and admin. Yeah. Um, and there's me as well. So we're a team of three now, operations. And then we have an amazing board of directors. We have an incredible wow. team of volunteers. We have, you know, so many people that lace up their shoes and take on a challenge. It's it's so really incredible. I feel I'm I feel so lucky that you know that this idea has has grown like it has and it's given me this new purpose and I mean mm. who would have known? And even now I think actually, you know, Ash died six and a half years ago and six and a half years ago we weren't even we were just doing the Sydney half marathon and just supporting the Royal Hospital for Women. And I think he'd be every now and then I kind of sit and think, Well, Ash would be amazed. Yeah, I hope God, he's he'd sort be of proud. looking down yeah. and cheering us yeah, on. He'd and, be so proud. And so he would, he'd be proud and and um and so excited yeah. by 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 what's come. And, and and you know, even when COVID came along and I thought, oh, that's a disaster, as you know, for everybody having to pivot and then the Premier Marathon Challenge was such mm. a success. And so yeah. the first year we had 500 participants from every state and territory. The second year, last year, we had a 1,000 from every state and territory. And this year, we've given ourselves the very, very big target to an ambitious target to find 5,000 people to join the Premier Marathon yeah. Challenge. Wow. Targets yeah. are scary, exactly, but you've got to wow. aim high and, and aim do. high and just go yeah. for it. So, yeah. so the goal is 5,000 participants. But we've changed it this year, so it's it, and we don't want people to be scared off by the term Premier Marathon Challenge. Yeah, tell us all about it. Mm. So this year, no one must be scared by the word marathon. So yes. it's a Premier Marathon Challenge, but you don't have to run. You can walk, swim, cycle, roll, and then just today somebody signed up and they said they're going to ride a horse. Oh my their, god, that's amazing! Um, <laughs> their kilometers, so amazing. Oh, that's so cool. Um, <laughs> So whatever method you want is absolutely anything goes. Yeah, well, you think you could kayak? Like, there's so many things so you many could things. do. Do you know so what we've? Good. Do you know what we've got somebody doing? We've got somebody stand up paddle boarding, oh, yes. 21 kilometers up the Murrumbidgee River. That's a what? long way to stand up paddle wow. That Yeah, <laughs> tell me about yeah, it. Yeah, that's a lot of upper body strength. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the um. Mm. 
the the distances are 21 kilometers is a half marathon 42 kilometers a full marathon 100 kilometer ultra marathon 200 kilometer double ultra or oh, 300 kilometer triple ultra but yeah. you get the whole month of november to complete it and yeah, yeah. we also have a really cool app coming this year for the first time so our app is almost ready oh, and the app will be fantastic because you can track your k's on That's the app cool. you yeah. can you know yeah. compare see where you're at you can see what other people are up to so that's going to be really interactive and fun and uh, we want 500 what sorry 5,000 people and our goal is to raise $500,000 half a million dollars from this event Um, but it is free to sign up and we know that you know for some people um, who don't want to fundraise that's fine Uh, but if and it's free to sign up and if you'd like to donate or raise $75, then we'll send you a medal in the post at the end of the month. A cool little marathon medal that will also double up as a key ring. So it'll be something you can memento. And we also have other, you know, we send shirts to people who raise $200 and we have some other rewards. And we've got, I'm so excited that our ambassador, Lockie, the purple wiggle. I was going to say, we have to bring up Lockie. We love Lockie. We love Lockie. We love Lockie. He's a dad of prematurely born twins. He and Dana, his partner, have got these little twins, Lulu and Lottie. Yeah. And uh, they, uh, Lockie has formed a team called Lockie's Team, and he's encouraging all, uh, people to join his team. The Wiggles yeah. are behind us. The Wiggles have Amazing. just um, done a post, actually, I just today. I seeing their videos. Uh, they're, yeah. mate, they're such yeah. great supporters. So mm. we'd like to encourage everyone. We've got you know so many different people. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter your level of fitness. Um, you know, everyone's marathon challenge is their own marathon challenge and um whether you know it doesn't matter how fast or slow you go and that's the reason it was so successful when you when you started it because you can do it from anywhere you can do it at your own pace and you know people are busy and COVID happened and to be able to do it virtually even you know I I was thinking I'm I'm doing summer netball I I mean it's cheating but I'm doing summer netball I could just (laughs) wear my watch and track my kilometers and count not cheating count that absolutely do it however you like exactly put it towards it it's that's but that's the beauty of it is you can make it your own and from wherever you are and that's just yeah that's why it's become such a success and for yeah, sure it's such a such a great pivot Sophie <laughs> so, <laughs> some people take on these you know massive challenges like there's one guy Stu who's trying going to run 50 kilometers in one day from his property to Goulburn which is like you know oh, gosh. massive challenge wow. and amazing and then there are yeah. other people who just want to maybe um cycle two kilometers a day you know it doesn't whatever to make up their marathon distance so it doesn't matter how you do it well that's I'm doing it with James this year so he's gonna ride his bike while I run so oh involved like you can just do little bits each day and you can easily rack up even if you just do 21 kilometers you can do it and I love hearing all the stories of you know what people are doing and yeah. And, and sharing their stories now you know like you know you do on Miracle Mama it's beautiful to read those stories and see what people are up yeah, well, to and for you personally to see the, the the families that you're impacting I know you hear lots of stories from people who have used your equipment or their babies have benefited from the technology and the equipment and even just visiting Flinders Medical Centre with you earlier um, when was that a couple, couple months ago whenever it yeah. was it was so beautiful to see 
yeah, one of the mums with the baby that had it was, used the nun. Wasn't it special was, yeah. talking to so one of the special. mums? Yeah. yeah. And that's just that that motivation, that's, that must keep you going as well. Yeah, it's it's really, yeah, um, yeah it's amazing. And and um, seeing the different, you know, we, we replaced some humidity cribs in Alice Springs and knowing that, you yes. know, yeah. the, they care for babies from a, oh, it's a massive distance and 70% of their babies yeah. are indigenous and you know um yep. Yep. there's other oh we've just replaced a ventilator in Bathurst hospital that had a ventilator that wasn't working and we we're able to give them a new ventilator so it's and then the, the mm. uh, vehicle yeah. in Queensland has been um you know a great thing to have donated which goes around and, and uh picks up babies and from regional hospitals and brings them to Brisbane for the in neonatal intensive care if they need the NICU and home again when they're strong mm. enough so um yeah it's, I actually uh, heard from them today they emailed me today to get more milestone cards for their transfer babies which is beautiful oh did they oh that's fantastic Aww. beautiful yeah they, they've used all their cards that I donated oh, 300 cards so they've just placed another order wow. you donated cards that's amazing I did I donated the Amy. first the first bunch and she just she emailed me today and she's like you, you're not paying oh We're that's paying. lovely <laughs> I feel bad but um, are those the going home cards or it's the it's a hospital transfer it says hospital transfer closer oh, to home wow. yay yeah, so um, oh, that's yeah, well, lovely. I think one of my customers obviously used the milestone card in one of her trips, and they were like, "Where did you get these? I want to. We want them." And so they, yeah, oh, they donate wow. one to every single family. That's amazing. And so in the Gosh. email today, there was a photo of a bubby with with the milestone oh, card in their little, in their little community crib, that, like the transfer crib. So yeah. Oh sweet. Yeah. Even just really, that's well, even brilliant. just the fact that you've like that you oh, funded that. that vehicle it just you must just be so chuffed with everything you've achieved oh well yeah and again it's not me that the, it's a it's the, the the communal you you know it's the um the charity and um you know what the charity yeah. has achieved rather than take me. some she, she's um, no good at taking some credit is she and, and just... <laughs> i know i noticed that <laughs> <laughs> No, well, because it is, it's true. It with you and your beautiful boys, yeah. your beautiful boys. It's all it for did. Them. It started yeah. with my boys. Yeah, yeah it's my boys. And yeah. it is, you know, yesterday, Jasper's anniversary, and, you know, I reflected on his life and what's come from it. And um, and it's, for me, it's my boys. Mm. And, I, and also, I'm so, today, it's really wonderful that while, you know, we are founded in memory of Henry, Jasper and Evan, and their little handprints are on the back of our shirts, Today we run for all prematurely born children, living and lost, and we remember, you know, the names of so many babies. Mm-hmm. And when I run, I remember the names of so many babies yes. that inspire me yeah. to keep going. In mm-hmm. My marathon challenge, I've, you know, I'm taking on the marathon challenge myself, and I've, I'm upping, you know, significantly upping my my kilometers through the month of November. Um, and when I run, I think about my boys. I think about all these there's other there's so many babies um names of yep. other babies who've passed away that I remember when I run and I think about how hard all of our babies living and lost have had to fight um through their yep. premature start and um by comparison yep. comparison running a few more kilometers is easy yeah yeah I'll never forget the quote that you say a marathon is hard but it is nothing compared to how hard these babies have to fight in their first days weeks and even months of life 
that's quite Sophie. <laughs> yeah. That's so true. And that's, that's one of yeah. my biggest. <laughs> yeah. That was one of my biggest motivators during my training for the marathon was every time I was like, this is too fucking hard. I was like, nope. I kept thinking of all the babies that had to. Cue the tears. So Cue much the tears. Harder. How good were you? You were injured. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you gave me that magic Panadol, Sophie. I don't know what was in that Panadol. <laughs> <laughs> you gave me two Panadol and after that I was fine. It was like 45 <laughs> degrees as well. I remember getting to Adelaide. I could never felt anything like and it. We actually ran like 45 kilometres. We ran way longer than we needed to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, that was so good yeah it was good I hope one day we can do that again definitely all right tell us a little bit about your book Sophie's Boys when did you write that so so this is my memoir that uh, I co-wrote in 26 2017 so just uh, a year after Ash passed away and um, it is the story of Henry Jasper and Evan and Harvey and Ash and his journey. And it ends, not, not wanting to give a spoiler yep. for anyone who wants to read the book, but it ends with the, my New York marathon. So it ends at end of 2016 and starts when mm. I first met Ash. And it was, um, yeah, and I wrote this a few years ago. And, and now we actually give this to our fundraisers. Anyway, we, we, we sell the book and we also give it to some of our high fundraisers. But if anyone would like a copy, they can yeah. just contact me. I would me like a copy. I send... I'm going to Oh, buy I'll one. give you both. You've got a copy, Amy. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll send you one, Grishin. I would love to send read me a, it. Send me your address and I'll pop it in the post tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But I, I always do say, I do always say to people that this book, while, you know, my, while my story might sound really sad, the book is a story of hope rather yes. than a story of despair. Yeah. And mm. I really hope that yeah. anyone who reads it finds it uplifting and not depressing. Yeah. Um, that is my intention. Um, and many people have told me that when they've yeah. read it, they've actually, they've cried, but they've also laughed. And, you know, it's... Yeah, it's, yeah it's, that was my mum. She's like, and was I that your mom? and then I just smiled and I was so, like, my, it was heartwarming, but heart-wrenching yeah. and so uplifting and yeah. inspiring. Like, it just, yeah, yeah she, she loved but it. But I think yeah. also I wanted to sort of, show how even in in tragedy there can be beauty and yes. even in despair there can be hope and um and even the story of ash you know we i was very lucky to have um to have experienced such a such a great love as i did have with ash so you can you, know, you can hear everything you've just said like it just comes through your words. Like, I don't even know how to, I'm not good with words, but like, yeah, just everything oh, you've just described. You. That's what I said thank to you, Grecian. You. I said, you'll, you'll, you'll know, yeah. you'll know when she speaks. And it's something I really wanted to touch on. Like um, your stories, yeah. like it's heart wrenching. And when you hear it, you kind of find yourself wondering like how all of this tragedy can happen to one person and especially someone mm-hmm. as lovely as you. And like when I read your book, yeah. I just remember thinking, how can one person endure so much, you know, and survive so much tragedy? And I even remember reading similar um, comments on an article that was shared by Seven News Australia about your story. And like most people would understand if you just wanted to give up, but you've done the exact opposite and you instead speak of how grateful you oh, are yeah. to have had time 
like had the time that you had with your boys and you've created something so beautiful from such tragedy and I have just have so much respect for you. Just a whole different perspective on everything. Yeah, and that you've got so much hope in what can be a truly cruel world and I'm just so Thank proud you, of you. Amy. I think you're one of the best humans that I know. <laughs> Thank you, Amy. I, yeah. I'm so grateful for our friendship. Mm. Thank you. Yeah. We're going to finish. I haven't warned Gretchen about this. No. She's going to be like, holy shit. Again. No, but it's what we do every week, but we're doing it now. We're going to finish with, did you prepare, Sophie, something that something you I... want to forget yes. from the week? Yes. And something, yep. something you want to forget and something you okay, want to do again. So I did have yeah. a little think about this and um, I definitely knew, I knew straight away what I wanted to forget. Okay. And... Um, so what I want to forget is the dinner that I cooked uh, three nights ago. Uh, this I don't really know if I want to. This is like over, anyway, I don't know if we really want to know this, but I was cooking no, dinner us, for my us. boys. No overshares here. I was cooking. I was cooking spaghetti for my boys, and I suddenly realised just as I was about to serve it up that I was cooking up spaghetti with maggots. Oh, oh ready no! Because we had a bit of a maggot, we had a bit of a maggot issue in oh the pantry. God. Oh, that, no. <laughs> well, I'm glad you, you realised that. that. I was going to say lucky. I was, it was, I was literally the pouring the spaghetti and I was like doling oh. it into the bowl Oh. And it was like, ah, uh, is that what I think it is? To get my glasses, put my glasses on, peering in. And um, I was literally, there's the bowl. I think we'll just open the bin and tip the dinner in the bin and yep. pick up the phone and order and a takeaway. Mm-hmm. So, that's yeah, probably that's was the state of my kitchen, unfortunately. Yes. So anyway, great. we'll forget about that. Yeah. Yeah. And something you want to do again? So yes, so what I want to do again and I'm looking forward to doing again, I will definitely do again, is go out with my friend Heather, who is turning 96 on the 17th of November, which is World Prematurity Day. So she shares her birthday with World Prematurity Day. She is a great friend of mine, and she's also a world champion speedwalker. And she's um, currently... So last... The week ago, before last Saturday like a yep. week and a bit ago, mm-hmm. she uh, set the world record officially for the fastest 1,500 metres for a anyone in the 95 to 100 age oh category. That's incredible. Um, so I then went out for lunch with her on Thursday and she also went on to Sunrise and Studio yes. 10. So I, I took her along to be sort of her support person yeah. to talk about both her world records and actually running for premature babies because she does our premier marathon challenge every year because of her birthday being in, yeah. in world prematurity day. And, um, but then we went out for lunch, we had a glass of wine and we had a great lunch and I love spending time with her and, you know, seeing, I want to be like Heather when I'm 95 yes. yeah. and um, oh, wow. it's so great to spend time with somebody like that and get her perspective. And, um, and amazingly, this Saturday just gone, she had two more world records to do. Uh, she wanted to break the world record for the fastest 400 metres and set the world record for the fastest three kilometres for the 95 wow. to 100. On Friday night, she was taken ill and she <gasps> had to spend the night in hospital oh. with an attack of pancreatitis. Oh. But oh she checked herself out of hospital oh, no on Saturday oh morning. God. <laughs> and went Tough along cookie. to the oh competition 
And she broke the 400 meter record by 10 no. seconds. Oh, I love her. She is incredible. So I can't wait to go and have lunch oh, with her. I, I want to know this lady. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Grecian, you have to go and check check out, just literally search Heather on the Running for Premature Babies Heather Lee. Facebook page. Just read wow. read her story. Yeah. Her her Facebook page is a photograph of her planking. Yes, oh, my she's gosh. Just, she's I love best. her. Oh, so cool. I'm going to look now. Yeah. <laughs> she's so good. <laughs> Thank you. That was a great laugh. That was. <laughs> yeah. All right, Gretchen, I'm throwing you in the deep end. Have you got something prepared? We only yeah. did this like a few days ago. Yeah, I got something prepared. I thought I better oh, you just do. have it. Okay, look at you go. Well, yeah, okay. So I want to forget Riley's NG tube change today oh. that Justin oh, said yes. was horribly mm. bad, um, the worst one ever. So mm. I want to forget that and put that out of my oh. mind, even though I wasn't there. Don't want to know mm. that. Um, and I, I was want... say we're not going into details clearly, no, we're moving no, on. No, moving on. <laughs> no, um, yep. okay. Too much medical trauma there for her, my little girl. Um, oh, but what yeah. I want to do again is I had a really good leg session today at the gym and I want to have another really good leg session because my glutes are sore. So that is going to be my... Cool. <laughs> it's good and pain. Because I saw that you... <laughs> Yeah. You joined the Premier Marathon Challenge yes. today, so yes. you're going to have oh, to have strong I know, exactly. I started. Yes. Thanks, Christian. Yes. That's brilliant. Yes. Yeah, very exciting. I was so excited when I saw you jump on. All right, your turn now. Do you know what? I say I hope you guys are prepared and I just realised that I've got nothing prepared. <laughs> but I can quickly think of something. So there's something I want to forget is the hard part because we've had such a lovely few days. Um Actually, I'm going to say it. I wasn't going to say it on the podcast because I feel really shit about it. But something I want to forget is the fact that in our house move, I have lost my running for premature baby singlet. So I'm devastated about that. Um, The special one. A special one, the in memory of Willow singlet. I'm very hopeful, fingers crossed, that it will show up. I've searched everywhere, but I'm still hopeful it will show up because in the move we were sort of preparing to do the kids' fun run so I remember putting it somewhere really special so that it was there if I needed to grab mm. it quickly. Oh. But now I'm like in a panic. Did I put it somewhere oh. really special at the old house and it didn't come with me? I don't oh. know. Anyway, yep. I think I'm just going to – Sophie's going to send me a new singlet and I actually think I'm just going to get it reprinted. Yeah. Yeah. want to forget that. Mm. My something I will want to do again is a little bit – it's not really something I want to do again. It's more something – that was really special this week or that meant a lot to me. I'm just changing the rules, sorry. Jeez, can, but, can you just do that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm doing it. I'm okay. flipping it. I made the rules, I yeah, can change I them. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. Just for this week, yeah. Um, so as you all know, Jack does his needles every week, his yep. gig, we call it. I got a message from my dear friend Jen who is the founder of Parents Who Have Been There, which is sort of like an Adelaide support group slash foundation helping families in the NICUs here in Adelaide. Um, her son Ben, who I think he'd be he'd be a teenager now, he has done SCIG for the last three years and Ben um, wanted to send Jack a little gift. Aww. So he's... He's, she messaged me asking for my address because Ben wanted to send Jack a little lion toy sweet. and a little Hot Wheels car Aww. with some photos of him having oh, his needles sweet. so that Jack didn't feel oh, alone. alone in that. 
Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. Um, oh, that's amazing. And the fact that, How lovely. Like he's he's gone out of his way to do this and that he's including photos because he doesn't want someone as little as Jack to think that he's oh. on his own doing this. So I just, yeah, gosh, I howled. Heart's I howled when I got really the message. beautiful. What a lovely yeah. boy. But I just wanted to yeah, mention that here and say, shout out to Jen. She's such a beautiful person and she's obviously raising beautiful children. Yep. Yeah. All right. I think that's it. Anything else we want to say, girls? Nope, just you're amazing, Sophie. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm really oh, honoured. for joining us. Yeah. And I really, I really hope that you can reach your target. 100% hope thanks, that we can get there. Thanks so much. You're amazing yeah. that you've been doing so, you know, you've been so supportive and all your posts, encouraging everyone. We'll always be, always be here. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. And thanks. Also, your Miracle Mama support is amazing. You're giving us, you know, you've you've you gave another big donation the other day. Thank you. Oh, that's yeah. Wouldn't wouldn't support anyone but you. I'm so glad. Thank you. So glad to be doing what I'm doing to support you. And you're yeah, you're a good friend. And I can't wait to come and visit you in Sydney because I'm doing it. I'm gonna I have can't a wait. Little, you're, little oh, weekend come away. Up. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, oh, just a weekend away. away. Maybe you could come too, Grecian. <laughs> we should both go. <laughs> Meet halfway. On the other side. Yeah, like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not really halfway for you, but yeah, it's not halfway. No, but no. I'll, I'll come <laughs> to Sydney. That's fine. We can have a girls' weekend. Sounds good. Anyway, thank you, Sophie, for joining us. We've already said it thank all. Thank you. you were, you're just thank amazing. You. And we thank will you. Thank so you so much. Bye. 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 Love you. Bye. There was lots of tears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, obviously you can tell that, like, just blown away. Yeah. Just the way she talks. Yeah. Like you said, through everything. Like, I just sat here just, yeah, tearing up. Yeah. Just the what she focuses on like the she's, trying to focus on the positives yeah. of yep. everything yeah I don't know many people all of that I don't know many people like her no no incredible woman and like, not at all she's been recognized in our local community and beyond with so many awards and I've just don't know anyone that deserving like I'm just so glad that she's been One recognized for all the work lady. that she yeah that she does um and yeah yep. if you can do anything to support people like Sophie. It's yeah, supporting her cause and that's her passion and her boys, mm-hmm. you know, honouring her boys and their memory. So we would love, now that Grecian's signed up, we would love you to join our team. Yes. Um, so if you want to join the Premier Marathon Challenge, you can go, the website is premiermarathonchallenge.com. Otherwise you can go to runningforprematurebabies.com and sign up there as well. Make sure in the process of registering that you join the miracle mama team otherwise you can join Lockie's team yep. if you like but come on join our team i like Lockie, but <laughs> yeah. um, mm, who's he yeah. and we do have a fa- i've got a facebook group um for our team so we're gonna i'm inviting everyone in there to log their kilometers you know encourage each other along share your runs your swims your cycles whatever you're doing and motivate each other so we will share all of these links obviously I like the idea of getting the kids involved yeah yeah maybe Addie will ride her bike while I try and run maybe I'll just ride my bike I'm saying you can both ride I thought I might do I mean my bike's in the shed in pieces but I might try and put it together and do a couple (laughs) of rides uh, in between yeah um yeah even like 
James James will probably do a run with me or a walk with me. You know, it does. It can be a combination mm. of all of the things. It doesn't have to just be. Which is so yeah, good. Yep, and it's very flexible. So, like I said, you just do it your way, and no one's keeping track. <laughs> you know, if something happens, then something happens, and you just do your best. Yep. But um, yeah. That Can't is wait. that is it. Um, do say thank you for this bonus episode. Thank you for listening to this bonus episode that we Amy has edited and put together. Is that your thank you? I'll or do that, that again. again. <laughs> no, I will do it again. Okay. Yeah, do. Thank you for listening to our little bonus episode. We thought it was very, very worthy cause. And yes. to get Sophie on before the marathon yeah. um, for the whole of November. I was going to say right before Prematurity Awareness Month as well. So, um, yeah, make sure you're all wearing purple as That's much the as words you can. That we're and like she said, if you raise $200 um, as part of the challenge, you get an awesome running bear, running for premature babies, purple singlet, which I wear yeah, how cool with is that? pride. Yeah, um, all throughout November. I just sport my purple singlet everywhere I go. And actually, mm-hmm. like, it creates awareness in itself. So, you know, when I ran the marathon, exactly, I was running, wearing that yep. singlet most most training sessions and I'd have people stop and ask what I was running for. and Ask about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And um yeah it's a good conversation starter and it's all about raising awareness so thank you Sophie you're incredible um if you you. want to support her as well check out her website and check out her book and yeah we will see you all again in a couple of weeks (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready for bed Grecian's ready for bed no thank you bye guys thank you thanks guys Bye. Bye. bye